Hi there, I'm Shan Holderness and welcome to Health Unraveled. I'm a nutritionist, counsellor and eating psychology coach and in my almost decade of experience in the health industry have seen far too many women and men become consumed with weight loss only to end up yo-yo dieting with disordered eating patterns and in binge and restrict cycles. This just breaks my heart. So I'm here to unravel everything you thought you knew about health and yourself to help you start putting the pieces of the puzzle together and begin the process of aligning your mind, body and soul, creating a happier, healthier you. So let's dive straight in. Hello, thank you so much for being here for another episode of Health Unraveled. Today I'm going to be bringing you a listener request for a podcast topic, which I'm really excited for, but I just did a card pull and oh, I wish you guys could see this card. Honestly, if you have the Work Your Light Oracle card deck by Rebecca Campbell, um, it says the artwork was by Danielle Knoll. Uh, honestly, the artwork on these cards is just beautiful. And I still, still haven't come across a card deck that I love enough to purchase. I've only got the two. And so I work between those when I do these card pulls. But the card I pulled today says, trust the niggle. What is the niggling feeling trying to tell you? And the book says that niggling feeling, that annoying niggling feeling, that inconvenient, annoying niggling feeling. Try as you might, it's there and it ain't going anywhere. Most people spend years ignoring their niggling feelings, throwing their best dollops of stubbornness, ego, and post-rationalization to numb them out. It's exhausting. Until you face the niggle, life just throws you more bait to awaken it, to draw your attention to the light within you that's bursting to come out. The niggle is an arrow pointing to what's standing in your way. The relationship, the conversation, the decision, the shift that needs to be made, the stone in your shoe. Often we feel the niggling feeling in our body first. Many people think that intuition is something from the higher realms, but in fact it's in the body that is the it's the body that is the intuitive one, working through our senses to deliver vibrational information. It takes just a moment every day to scan your body to receive the intuitive intelligence and, and act on it quickly. You're being called to face the niggle now. If you don't face it, the universe will throw something much bigger and more obvious in your path. And then you'll likely regret that you didn't answer the niggle in the first place. I know it's scary, but you are safe. Answer the niggle now. Seriously, these come at the best times because yesterday I personally answered to a huge niggle that's been there in my life for a very long time and it was one of the most vulnerable things I ever did and it was prompted by my coach Um, I had a call with her and I was like I don't want to do the emotional stuff just help me with the business stuff and thankfully she (laughs) she didn't let me get away with that she helped me through the emotional stuff and I took such a giant leap um, in that space that I'm feeling teary just thinking about it. I spent most of the afternoon in tears, but they weren't like sad tears. They were happy tears because what I did was able to help me move through so much. Um, I can't even put it into words and maybe one day I'll share it more publicly. Um, I did document it, but mainly for me to reflect back on, Um, and I've shared the video with the group of people that, that coach with the same coach as me. And 
it brought tears to everyone and it was just such a beautiful moment so maybe one day I'll share that more publicly but for now I feel like it's right just to keep it close it's it's so incredibly vulnerable um but it was it was that niggling feeling and things kept happening right to tell me things kept happening things kept changing to tell me that this is something I needed to work through and I was ignoring it ignoring it ignoring it I'm so thankful that my coach didn't let me <laughs> hold it for another month before working through it um, because there's so much available to me now from doing that so this is your call to and your reminder to find someone that will hold you accountable in those ways to do those things um, because it's so powerful even even for myself sometimes I want to hide from those places uh, and I'm so glad that I didn't yesterday so on to today now I was messaging one of my clients yesterday um, and she has just completed health basics for busy humans and we were kind of talking through a few things and I said something to her that she said really, really sat with her. And I'm just going to bring the message up. And then she said, make a podcast on this. And I was like, great. I love that. I will do that. Um, so let me bring it up in front of me so I can read it to you. My messages are just playing up a little bit. Here we go. So what I said to her and I sent it in a voice message. I said, each choice is OK if it's the right choice for you. So, so often we have this preconceived idea of what a right choice is and what a wrong choice is. And I have created a bit of a theory on this and I've done a podcast on this topic in terms of emotional, logical or conscious decisions. Um, so if you have missed that one, I do recommend going back and having a listen to that because I'm going to touch back a bit into that today. But we have this like a pendulum, right, where... On one hand, and I think the older generation, so I just turned 30 actually, since the last episode dropped, I've just turned 30. And so my parents and my grandparents were in a generation where things were very logical, um, post-war, it was, there was no room for emotions, you know, recovering from the war. Um, There was no room for that because there's a bigger picture, there's more going on that's more important than you know, your emotions in the moment. And this is just, this is just based on observation and, 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 and theory. Right. And then we have a generation now. So that would be even some of our parents, I think have the emotional capacity to do this. I know my mum's in this category. And then from, um, around, around my generation and down, we have grown up in this world where, especially, I mean, here in Australia, I grew up in England for half my life as well. So other parts of the world would be quite different, but we've been lucky enough that we haven't experienced war um, in these countries. Um, We have had the COVID pandemic, however, but what we've had is we've had food most of the time (laughs) in abundance, which has actually been a problem for us that we've been working through, Um, right? Overconsumption. But we have food, we have clothes, you know, and I've seen my Nana's food stamps and clothing stamps and how scarce things were then, you know, during the war. My Nana was a child in the war and um, her family home actually got bombed and I've seen the insurance receipts. It's incredible to see what and hear what things were like at that time. But I, I looked at that and I'm like, wow, I'm so lucky. I have things in so much abundance that it's actually a problem. I have food in so much abundance. We have clothes available to us at a drop of a hat that is actually creating problems in the world from all the waste, you know? Um, 
And we also have access to resources. We have access to resources, to the internet, to Instagram, to help, to therapy, um, to stuff that, you know, our parents and grandparents didn't have access to when they were growing up. Um, and I'm speaking as if you're my age. I, <laughs> I know a lot of my listeners are. If you're not, then pop yourself in the appropriate kind of category there. But um, and what's kind of happened is we now have a g- generations that are making more emotional decisions because we've had the availability to do so. And we've also had the backlash. So the pendulum swung the complete opposite way where we've grown up with so much logic without emotions being able to be seen and heard and felt um, and to have space held for them. And so we're swinging in the complete opposite direction into this emotional state where we have everything available to us now or yesterday, even better. Uh, and we also are, there's like a rebellion against the the logic and theory that we've kind of grown up with, where it's like, this just makes sense. So that's what we do. We're like, hang on a second. <laughs> it's not actually just, I don't have to work a nine to five job if I don't want to. I don't have to go to university if I don't want to. I can quit my job right now and become a millionaire um, as an entrepreneur if I want to, because we know that that's available to us because we see it. However, on the emotional end of the spectrum, it's like, well, I have that available to me, but I want it yesterday because I can get everything else yesterday, you know? And on the logical end of the spectrum, it's like, no, you have to put in the work. However, that looks for you. You have to put in the work to make it, you know, you have to be consistent and do the things and and, and f- work your way to that place if that's what you want. And so on either end of the spectrum, it's not ideal. And if we take that into more of a health perspective, the logical is... Um, A lot of the athletes that we see uh, online who make decisions that just seem so easy and so logical and they just make sense to them, you know, they'll wake up at 4am to go and get to the gym and do the thing and make the food and they don't think twice about it. Now, for some people, that's great. They may fall more into the conscious category. But what I want you to understand is that they may also be so logical that they actually don't have the ability to make any emotional decisions or recognize their emotional feelings because they're just stuck in that logical state. And sometimes that can be a band-aid. Not all the time, but I just want you to be aware that sometimes being that logical is a way of hiding from the emotional stuff that's going on. And if you think, I don't know if any of you have read David Goggins book, he's a very extremely military, uh, logical person. You just do. You've broken your leg. You just keep running because that's just what you have to do. You know, that's like that mindset. Gary Vee, very logical um, back in the day where it's like, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. Uh, and then on the emotional end of the spectrum, we've got, well, I feel angry now and I don't know how to deal with that. And I'm feeling sad. So I'm going to eat my feelings and there's a bar of chocolate here and I can't logically have a little piece each day. So I'm just going to eat the whole thing and then beat myself up for it because I feel scarce around this chocolate bar because I shouldn't have it and it's bad and I can't have chocolate in the house. So I need to get rid of it. You know, those are more emotional decisions. And so what we want to be able to do is come into the middle where we can balance both of those things because being heavily on either spectrum is not ideal because there's something that is being missing, but both parts of this pendulum have really great qualities. And so what we want to be able to do is sit what I call somewhere in the middle as a conscious decision maker. So in this conscious space, we're able to assess our emotional needs, which tend to be more um, instant gratification based with our logical needs, which are more delayed gratification based and assess which one of those is most important to us right now. That is the ability to make conscious decisions, whichever one feels right and is most aligned for you. 
if it's right for you, that is the right choice. So if you're following a meal plan and you're trying to be really good and you go out to dinner and everyone's having dessert and you really want a piece and you sit there and you're like, wow, I want a piece because it looks good and I feel like I'm missing out and I know I'd enjoy it versus I'm trying to lose 10 kilos. You can kind of wait, you know, I've got a coach to check in with, I've got macros to chuckle, whatever it might be. You can sit there and weigh up in that moment, which one matters most to you? And there's no right or wrong decision here. And this is what I want to say the most, because most people will be like, well, the right decision is to stick to your diet and stick to your macros and check in with your coach. But that's not always the right decision for every person, right? Especially if you've been on more of the emotional end of the spectrum to swing straight into logic, which is what we do. It's all or nothing, right? Um, Control, rebel, all or nothing. We want to avoid those cycles. And so sometimes actually eating the donut or eating the chocolate or whatever it might be that you think is the wrong decision can actually be the right decision for you in that moment. And also it cannot be as well. And so what I really, really want to get through here is that the right decision is the one that's right for you, weighing up that balance of your emotional needs Um, of the instant, the need for instant gratification versus the delayed gratification of what we need in this moment, because that's important versus what we need long-term and make the right decision for you. Now, the context of this conversation with my client was around, um, she's really busy. She's working, you know, in a nine to five job. That was her dream job um, at a really great pay rate, which she actually got after going through health basics for busy humans, which was just incredible after unlocking so many limiting beliefs. Um, so she's got this job. She loves it. However, she also has some stuff that she wants to start working on on the side. And she also has two kids. And so we were talking around the topic of, of how to balance those things. And I said, the great thing is, is that you get to choose each day. You might decide one morning to wake up and the right thing to do is to work on that side hustle. And you might decide one day when you wake up that actually you just need to sleep in. And you might decide one day when you wake up, you just want to play with your kids. And none of those decisions is right or wrong. And same in the evening. Some evenings you may want to snuggle up with your partner and watch a movie. And some evenings you may want to go and sit and work on, you know, this project that you're working on. Um, and some evenings you may just want to do absolutely nothing at all and go to sleep. And none of those decisions are wrong, right? Because logic would say, well, if you've got this side hustle, you need to make it work. You put in the effort and you grind, 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 grind. But that's not the case. You make the decision that is right for you. And that is where we make the right decisions. And it's about weighing up all of those things. Okay, I do have a plan. I do have something I want to achieve. Um, right now I'm feeling really tired. And so it would benefit me more to sleep. Okay, I do have a goal. I do have a plan. I want to build this thing that I'm working on on the side, but I actually really just need connection with my husband right now. Okay, I do have a plan and I'm really keen to start working on it and I'm feeling really inspired right now. And so I'm going to go and sit and do that. None of those are right or wrong. And that's the most important thing here. So I really hope that's super helpful for you guys in terms of how to make the right choices. You can apply that to whatever situation you choose. And I'm super excited to chat to you again next time.
If you loved this episode, please let me know by leaving me a review or sharing this with your friends. It's so important for me to get this information out to those that need to hear it. So your feedback means the absolute world to me. And also if you have any topic requests, hit me up with them too.